0: And now, let's get back to your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews, and live sessions. On Radio Nova. Backstage. On Radio Nova.
1: Live Room. Seeing as Iggy Pop is currently touring his post-pop depression album and with the fact that he played London's Royal Albert Hall last night. Judging from the social media pics, it looks like it was a phenomenal gig. So jealous for anyone of you who got to go. But I'm going to play this one from 1986. This is Iggy Pop performing Lust for Life live at the Ritz in New York on the 12th of November in 86.
0: i god. Oh, 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 Radio Nova.
1: You are backstage. At me, Shanani Ward on Radio Nova. I absolutely adore that song from The Last Shadow Puppets, The Age of the Statement, taken from the Scott Walker influence, a number one selling album of the same name. And the rock, rock duo are finally getting to play Ireland for the first time. They're playing for the first time. I don't know where that came from. They're playing Dublin's Olympia Theatre at the end of the month. Two of the three nights have sold out. I believe there are still tickets left for that Wednesday night. So try and get those before they sell out too. And there was so much rejoicing as well when the duo finally followed up with album number two last month entitled Everything You've Come to Expect, which also shot to the top of the charts. So and now to reveal all about the making of the album hanging out in L.A. and hopefully to explain that album cover of Alex and Miles uh, donned in fancy tracksuits <laughs> is Miles Kane, one half of The Last of Puppets. Hello, welcome to Backstage.
2: Hello there. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: Yes, I'm very well, thank you. (laughs)
1: Good stuff. Where are you at the minute?
2: Uh, In Los Angeles. Uh, Your new home. How's it treating you? Um, So far, so good, you know.
1: Good to hear it. Well, haven't you done well for yourself, Miles? No. <laughs> the modesty. Still a long way to go. Yeah. well, come on, you've done all right. Voted one of the UK's best-dressed men in GQ, solo record number 10, swapped sticks, or uh, up sticks, and swapped London for LA, and now these two number one albums with The Last Shadow Puppet. So, a bit of a change from those days of The Rascals a number of years ago, isn't it?
2: <laughs> that, that sounds good on paper, doesn't it? Hey, yeah. <laughs>
1: Impressive, mean, yeah, you've
2: come a long way. Do you ever look back and go, I've done not all right? a bad CV, is it? Hey. You what? Yeah. yeah. Do I get the job? Do I get the
1: job? <laughs> hey. Oh, yes, you might just qualify for my assistant. I'd say you know enough about music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I know you mentioned before in an earlier interview, not long after that, that you wanted to put some you know, rock and roll back in the charts. So, it's uh, safe to say the mission is accomplished do did, did you, did you kind of see that you've accomplished quite a lot at this stage?
2: Yeah, but I think there's always the, the, the uh, desire to sort of to, to do more. And, you know, you, there's always that thing of, uh, like, I'm really enjoying this moment that we're in. And then there's always that thing in your mind ticking over of, you know, what's your next record going to be? Or, you know, mm. which which path do you take after this? I think that's always a case, though, it's just, never-ending sort of uh, thing in your mind, you know what I mean? But um, at the moment, just definitely like trying to just leave that there and just enjoy what we're in now because I think in this day and age as well, there's so much pressure always on like the next thing and the the new thing after a day of something. After a day, something seems old at the minute, do you know what I mean? So just trying to sort of, Enjoy what we're doing now, and the gigs have been great, and we've got a lot more gigs to we sort of crammed until september so yeah, and what a great yeah. moment to enjoy it feels like, yeah you know, exactly yeah, so there's going to be some nice you know it's just i mean all the all the gigs have been amazing, and we you know we're going to great places, and there's been a vibe, and I think you know we've settled into playing live again because it's been a couple of years for me playing live and probably about a year and a half for now so. To get, uh, it took us a few gigs to sort of, and obviously you're sharing the spotlight of sort of figuring out, you know, who's doing what and that. But now it feels sort of we're in it and it's enjoyable and it's uh, it's just, it's kind of a special thing, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can imagine you guys have been mates for such a long time now as well, haven't you? You've got such a great
2: bond. Yeah, we yeah we have. Yeah, we have. You know, I think. Yeah we can give each other a look. I don't know what the look means. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, uh, we are close, you
1: know. Yeah. So, Kamir, tell me, eight years, you left us eight years gasping for more. So why that kind of gap in between records?
2: Well, obviously, you know, we've both been on different journeys and, you know, um, I think it was just, it was as simple as that. It was something we'd always get presented with and we'd always get asked about it and, we'd always, you know, say, oh, yeah, if that match that would be great. But I think we were both, we were both just enjoying doing, I, I mean, you know, I just started doing that solo thing. That was a whole new, I had to start again and mm. figuring that stuff out. And obviously he was doing the monkeys and enjoying that. And it was just one of them when, you know, you make a record and then he made a record and I, was, I made another one and he made another one and, you know, then eight years is gone and then, by the end of um, my second one and their last record, we were kind of on the same sort of, you know, we both sort of finished at the same time, really, and then, yes. you know, we started writing some songs that were going to be, I was thinking, I was like, I want to do this uh, solo record, and he was like, well, let's write some tunes. He was going to help me on that, and then when we started to sort of work on songs together again, you know, just on the acoustics, we wrote, like, Aviation, and uh, and it was so clear that it sounded like the Shadow Puppets when we were doing it together that that was the thing that kind of made us be like yeah. well should we do a record, let's write a few more and if or do a Puppets record you know what I mean?
1: Nice, yeah. The stars just all aligned, it was the right time and yeah the songs were happening and look Yeah
2: it-, it was one of them but then yeah, yeah the songs like, it was over a couple of years, they were written it were written sort of all over and you know there was death moments where like it was a lot of work went into the songs, and uh, you know, it was, it was, it was they were quite thought about all these songs, you know, and I think lyrically as well, you can hear that in them. You know, they are, there's, there's moments that I hate saying quite complex, but they, there's, there's definitely something. There's something going on with these tunes, you know what
1: I mean? Now, Miles, before I ask you about the Shangri-La Studios, which was previously owned by Bob Dylan and the band, I think it's time we play a new one from the album. Take it from the brand new album, from the last Shadow Puppets, everything you've come to expect. This is the brilliant tune, Aviation, on Radio Nova. Last Shadow Puppets. Aviation taken from the brand new album, Everything You've Come to Expect. It's shenani Vordy with you here backstage on Radio Nova. And you're also backstage with Miles Kane, one half of The Last Shadow Puppets. Now, um, Miles, thanks again for joining me. Now, Own Palette, who was, of course, um, composing all of the strings, he said that the sessions felt more like hanging out with mates than work and pointed out the atmosphere and the camaraderie and it seemed like you had a lot of fun in this record. You, know, How different was it for you this time around? Well, we,
2: I think... The, when we went into the studio, we, we'd we done, all the writing was done, do you know what I mean? And, mm. and we had a, we'd sort of, so everything, apart from maybe if the harmonies and maybe a couple of guitar parts, that everything was kind of written and we sort of, you know, we knew what each song was kind of, basically. So, when you sort of know that, I guess you can maybe enjoy the recording a bit more because you know that it's kind of done and some things do change, don't get me wrong, but, you know, there's, it's not like you're in the studio and you've got to write and record it. I think that's kind of do the hard work before, if that mm. makes
1: sense. You know? Yeah, of course. So you already know exactly what you want to do with your compositions they are already kind of laid out. And, and then you can still change. Yeah. And yeah. You know what
2: the, the starting point is when you when you get in there, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and speaking of studios, like Shangri-La Studios in Malibu and whatever about the location, but the fact that it was once owned by Bob Dylan and the band, like, was there any kind of resonance with that for you? What was that experience like of being in that particular studio?
2: Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's like nothing I've ever been to in my life. I don't think any of us, you know, it's obviously it's so beautiful and it's posh <laughs> and it's on the beach, you know what I mean? Yes. And uh, it was it was a great three weeks, you know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was, you couldn't really describe it until you went there. You were definitely in a little
1: world, uh, you know. Oh, wow. You're a lucky man. You've done all right. And come here, you know, with yeah. the with the first record, obviously a lot of people draw reference to, uh, you know, Scott Walker and that wonderful baroque, fan of pop rock sound. With this one, I know there's, of course, uh, you've branched out a lot in terms of other... Um, influences and i know lee hazelwood has always been a huge influence but when it came to creating this one what was it that you wanted to set out to create to set it apart from the first
2: i think yeah well for a while we, we did look we looked for a, a specific thing like we, we you know when we made the first one all those influences you named were, were sort of quite new to us and it was really like wow let's make a record like that where time passes and we love all those influences still with us, but I don't think this record wears it as much on the sleeve as the first one. It's more like, uh, it's more just about, I think, me and Al writing tunes and and playing them together. And that's probably why there's probably a bit more of a spectrum as well. You know, you've got like a Bad Habits and then you've got a Sweet Dreams tune, which shows sort of both our sides. And then in the middle of that, you've got the kind of, medium-paced ones and the ballad and I think it there's a, there's a wide range of sort of style in a way on this record you
1: know nice nice job and with you guys I know I don't have much time left but you're just looking at your, the history of yourself and Alex you know obviously there is such a bromance and it's great to see your mates doing well and you have gone on to achieve such stardom and you're both in your own right as well as, well as with The Last Shadow Puppets. so how has that success over the years impacted on your relationship are you still the same man basically are you still the same
2: yeah yes <laughs> you. <laughs> If you could see us, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it's. Um, I could see why you could imagine things, but you know, there's. There's, there's not. Yeah, maybe we've got a different pair of loafers now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, the, 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 the fundamentals are still
1: the same. You, know? <laughs> you, you traded in your mod look for some uh, interesting tracksuit type options.
2: Yeah, Oh, I still have my mod days. Don't you worry? You know, yeah. <laughs> I think I just watched The Sopranos too much. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: <idea. laughs> yeah. Oh, that whole American yeah. lifestyle is just rubbing off any miles, isn't it?
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, watching good fellas and Sopranos. you <laughs> <I'm thinking laughs> know Pacino or De Niro.
1: Oh, wow. All the Italian-American stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's where the track seats came from. Is it? Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> well, listen, you guys are pretty popular here. You've got three shows in Dublin's Olympia Theatre. Two of them are sold out. Pretty amazing. You've got a lot of big fans over here. We like you.
2: Yeah, no, it's great. You know, it's been a while since I've played over there. So, yeah, to do three nights is great. We're not doing three nights yet. So, it's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that a lot, and that venue's great.
1: Oh, the Olympia's I beautiful.
2: BDI in there when I was over once doing it, so it'd be perfect in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful historic venue. It's haunted as well, so you know. Well, there you go. <laughs> Never know what ghost of whatever past you're going to meet. Well, listen. Miles Kane of Last Shadow of Puppets, great chatting to you again. Thanks so much and congratulations on an amazing record, by the way. I didn't get to say it earlier on, but I love it. I think what you guys have created is something really, really special, well, so thanks.
2: Thank you, Love. I appreciate that. Yeah. Nice
1: one. Not at I'll all. see you at
2: the gig. Enjoy.
1: Absolutely, I will do. Thank you.
3: Backstage
1: Entertainment Update. And joining me now in studio is Conor McCaffrey of The Star. Hello, welcome to Nova. How's it going?
3: Ah, good to be back, eh?
1: You back? <laughs> you missed us that much, did you? Yeah. <laughs> now these guys you're going to start off with, I actually got to see them about a year ago. They are phenomenal.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're definitely one of the best festival party bands. All the way from New Orleans, the Hot 8 Brass Band are playing the Sugar Club tonight. They've been going for about maybe 20 years or so wow. in New Orleans playing brass band matches, jazz clubs and traditional New Orleans jazz funerals. But their cover versions is what has kind of made them famous overseas at all the festivals and gigs yeah. they do versions of Basement Jacks Stevie Wonder Marvin Gaye even Yay! the, remember the, Gay. the mm. Ghost Town and even the KLF I've heard them do the KLF before as well and there's about 15 of them as well so I have no clue how they're going to get on that sugar club there's a whole
1: bunch of them now this guy I actually spoke to a couple of weeks ago for backstage, and he is one of the most incredible and interesting characters. Well, characters, he's just a wonderful person in terms of his experience. He's amazing.
3: Yeah, Mr. Like Mr. Dice guy, anyway. Uh, Mike yeah. Peters is present. It's called Mike Peters presents the Alarm. Mm. Uh, they're playing in the Academy too on- in Dublin on Thursday. You know, the Alarm were massive in the eighties. You know, mm. they were even supporting you two on the Water and. In 1983, that even even had the same kind of mullet as Bono at the time as well. <laughs> they were playing That's stadiums back in the eighties, but you know they're pl- playing clubs now these days. Since he kind of split up the band in about 1991, he's been playing different versions of the Alarm. You know, every few years he go on tour, he release an album. Mm. So he, b- he will be playing all the classics like 68 Guns and 76, and it's a bit more poignant as well because he's once again um, battling cancer. So. He Still was telling rocking. me about that Yeah, yeah. And
1: he, he founded a, An incredible charity Named after one of his songs The Love Hope Strength Foundation So he's telling me all about that And he's saved so many people's lives It's just amazing what they do And uh, I'm sure he'll talk about it On the gig
3: In terms of signing up Yeah so that Like it'll be a lot of You know Interaction Talent stories as well Yeah, so oh, nice He's
1: one. brilliant He's such an interesting character So yeah Try and get down to that on Thursday um, This next lady Is a pretty impressive Irish songstress
3: yeah this is probably Her biggest gig to date uh, Lisa O'Neill is playing Williams next Friday night Supporting her new album *Potable in the Sky Which mm. is definitely Her best yet uh, She's just They're kind of really Stark haunting folk songs And she's got Maybe the most unique mm. voice in Ireland At the minute I think mm. She's actually playing Loads of gigs I think it's 13 Wow So hopefully If you can't make The Williams gig You can Maybe go to one of The other ones Around the country
1: Yeah cool Check out her website
3: and check out our new video for of in the Sky. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I will do that. Well, Conor McCaffrey, thank you very much for having us at some cool gigs.
3: Okay, have a good weekend.
1: You too next Saturday on Backstage I'll be back with more interviews with the artists you love plus great music music news and gig tips so I hope you'll join me next Saturday from 6 I'll be back with you on Monday evening from 7pm and kicking it off with two hours of 80s and 90s if you are about Dublin Town tonight and have your dancing shoes on do pop into the mercantile I should be DJing there and banging out some dance floor classics until the early hours Peter Devlin is on the way next with the Saturday soundtrack and believe me you are not going to want to stray one inch away from your radio as he has an incredible two hours of rock and roll and alternative lined up for you including tracks from the jam biffy Clyro, teenage fan club blossoms and he's going to be playing for you the new stone roses tune he's on the way right after the radio nova news update at seven